Yeah, I just want to um, say hello from an approved social distance. Um, I want to say hello to uh, our church community, uh, say hello to friends or Facebook friends, maybe some family that is watching. Uh, and I just wanted to uh, come to you and, and speak a little bit about what's going on in our lives and also to encourage you today. I'm thankful that at least digitally we can connect this way. I know many of you are feeling isolated, disconnected, and uh, just wanted to, from a pastoral perspective, give you just one emotionally and spiritually healthy truth to help guide you along, okay? So uh, it's been a couple weeks of this new world, and you know my heart just kind of goes out to you. I've made a lot of phone calls this past couple weeks. I've tried to be really intentional, and so I know it's hard for a lot of us. Um, and recently I heard on the news that uh, there's an increase um, in people that are regressing and going back into some addictions and those type things. And I just realized it's a really tough time for a lot of people. And so I hope you can open your heart a little bit to hear me and give you a little bit of an encouragement as well. Um, and my heart really goes out to you for a couple of reasons. One reason is uh, I have found uh, through my life and pastoring and being with people that change, especially sudden change, it causes a lot of stress in our lives. Uh, you could say it causes anxiety. Uh, you can use words like frustration. Maybe you're irritable. And when that happens, uh, we start coping. And we start coping in a variety of different ways. And oftentimes coping, um, it can be harmful to you and those around you. And you may not even realize it. Uh, maybe you're angry or impatient. You're short with someone. Uh, you do, you know, you're not even realizing what you're doing, but it's your body, your emotions, your life reacting to the sudden change that's going on around you. And so that's why this is really important to talk about. Um, the second reason I found is that most of us are actually not prepared to face change in our life. Uh, maybe it's how you were raised, uh, how your family of origin was. Maybe it's uh, just our society in general. Maybe it's a certain church culture that you come from or that you're a part of. Um, most of us are just not prepared for change. Uh, we're not prepared how to handle it, what to do through it. And I know that as a follower of Christ, you know, you know, we're not supposed to be worried or we're not supposed to lose heart and those type things. And so what we often do is we deny it. We deny the stress. Uh, we de de deny the, the sadness going on inside. We, we decide to deny the anxiety. And, you know, because we feel like maybe we're doing something wrong, we should feel differently. Um, here's what I've learned, okay? Uh, we, you and I, as people, you know, you can silence your feelings. You can silence your emotions, but you can't silence the effect they have on you and others. This is true in the celebrity world, in the sports world. Uh, you'll see it on sports fields. Some, you know, some, uh, someone loses their emotions. You know, they lose their temper and they do something crazy that's not rational. We see it happen in relationals, in families, to the children, the spouses to each other. I know that you can silence feelings. Okay, you can deny those things, but you can't silence the effect. It has on you and those around you. And that's what I want to share today. Um, just one emotionally and spiritually healthy truth to kind of help you go through this season, uh, to help you endure what's going on around you and face this sudden change. So I want you to know you're not alone. Uh, if you're feeling stressed right now, you don't know what to do with it. 
you are not alone in feeling uh, frustration or anxiety or maybe even some fear. You are not alone in that. We all are feeling that. Uh, maybe some of us, again, have silenced it or denied it, but I think we're feeling that. And I want to just give you some help today on enduring that, okay? Um, you know, I've been praying and thinking for a lot of people, uh, thinking and praying for a lot of people that I'm connected to and thinking about them. And I hope this encourages you today. So here's this one truth, okay? If you hear nothing else from me today, here's this one truth that I that has definitely helped me in my life, but I know I can help you as well in this season. Okay, here's a truth I want to kind of unpack and, and apply for you. I want to encourage you in this season of change, in this season of facing change, in this season of our world being totally different, I want to encourage you with this one truth. Let go of what's gone so you can embrace what's here. Let me say that again. I want you to let go of what you've lost. Okay? Let it go so you can embrace what you have now, what is here now. Okay. So prayerfully consider what is God asking you to let go of so that you can embrace what he's giving you now. Okay. What that ultimately is, is grieving. It's grief. Now, maybe you've never thought about grief as something different than if you lost a loved one. But grief and the process of grieving, process of mourning, the process of going through that to be able to let go and embrace something new, uh, that applies to really anything that we lose, specifically things that we are attached to that we lose. Losing something hurts, whether it's a job or someone. Uh, whether it's a style of life, it's a convenience, uh, maybe it's a routine, and we don't like it, okay? Loss hurts, and for many of you, you've lost some things in this past two weeks. Maybe you've lost being able to go to your work and, and have your space and those boundaries set up to be able to work and be productive. Now you're working at home with kids screaming in the background. You probably hear my kids screaming here in a little bit, but um, you know, maybe you've lost that. Uh, maybe, you know, you're a stay-at-home mom or and you typically are with the kids, but you have your routines. You go out and do these different things. You know, maybe you're a young adult and your life includes a lot of social activity. I'm so jealous for young adults. Anyway, uh, maybe it includes a, a lot of social activity. You're going to movies, you're hanging out with your friends or late night things or whatever you're doing. And all that is gone now. And that hurts, loss hurts okay uh, a really good illustration for this is it's like being in the passenger seat of a car someone else is driving you're in the passenger seat and they're making left turns or making right turns and never putting their signal on or slowing down to let you know they're about to make a turn that's what change and loss feels like you, you don't have control of it you know you're not the one driving you're just sitting in the passenger seat you don't get warning to prepare, to brace yourself, you know, to hold your drink so it doesn't you know, spill your drink. It just kind of happens. That's what you're facing right now. You may not be aware of that, but that tension inside of you, that frustration, uh, what's happening is you are missing what you lost. And I want to encourage you today to let go, okay, to let go of the deepest parts of you so you can embrace what is here now what i believe god is giving you here now now i remember in a graduate counseling class of mine 
I remember a professor saying that uh, when sudden change happens like a trauma, when something like that happens, uh, our physical body, you know, you may experience it, but your mind, it, it takes a while for it to catch up and to realize and interpret what all has just happened. You know, I've never forgot that and all the different changes I've been through in my own life that, you know, you may be able to physically move. You may be able to, you know, make those adjustments, but your mind hasn't fully processed it yet. And so it's still in your old life or your old place you used to live or your old uh, conveniences and routines. And so it takes a while for your mind to catch up to what the body's going through and what the surrounding world, your surrounding world is. Okay. So if you were to just take that for a second, uh, maybe it's, uh, you haven't, you know, you're not convinced of it totally yet, but if you'll just take this for a second and reflect on, okay, that in this past couple weeks, weren't all of us caught by surprise? I mean, that sounds like kind of a traumatic thing. You weren't prepared for this. Uh, I know my kids, uh, we found out one evening that there's no school like for the next two weeks, okay? And now it extended further. But I remember getting that email from our school district at like 6.30 at night realizing, wow, my, my son didn't get to say goodbye to his friends. Like it just happened, right? And now we're scrambling, trying to figure out, okay, well, what does this look like for us and taking care of the kids? If you think about it, you maybe got an email from your boss saying, you can't come to work tomorrow, <laughs> you know? Think about that. Your mind is used to a certain routine and seeing certain people and going to work and doing these things. And now you got to set up a desk at home and try to figure out video calls at home and, you know, all these things, trying to do it at home. If you just take a moment to think about it and just reflect, you know, you've lost several things in the past couple of weeks. And I would argue that that could be contributing to some inner tension some anxiety, um, that frustration that's going on inside that you've not quite yet realized, but that's kind of at the bottom of it. Um, here's the problem is that uh, this hurts and you have to really be able to process some of that and slow down to process that to be able to be free from how it really affects you, okay? Um, if you haven't really let go, you're still frustrated and wishing that you could go get that cup of coffee when you want or go hang out with your friends or get your kids in school and those things, then you're not embracing what this new world is. And there is some good things in this new world that you could embrace that I believe that God is giving you an opportunity to embrace. Okay. Here's a spiritual truth. Okay. You've read this verse many times, but here's a spiritual truth. Okay. Jesus said in Matthew 5, 4, that blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. Okay. Well, for many of us, you know, we've never mourned. For most of us, many of us, we've never allowed ourselves to feel the pain of what was lost. We haven't sat in sadness or uh, to another kind of older word used as lament. You know, blessed are those who mourn. This is so incredible Jesus says this because it would make sense that blessed are those who have a lot, maybe a lot of money, who are happy, who get to go where they want to go and do what they want. Blessed are the rich and powerful and those have titles, right? But Jesus says, blessed are those who mourn, who embrace their loss, who are sad about it. 
and they will be comforted. You know, I feel like, you know, we may not have space even in our lives to mourn. And maybe we're not feeling comfort from God okay, because we really haven't mourned the loss. They really haven't been sad about it. Now, what I'm telling you today about uh, letting it go and grieving and then accepting the new, that does not happen like in a minute, okay? Those, those are two big things. It's a process to go through, okay? This may take you weeks to mourn, right? And we recognize that, uh, you know, we don't know how long social distancing will go on for, at least um, the month of April, maybe May as well. I know that, you know, school districts are considering not having school. I mean, they're just going through all these things. And I'm, not, and I'm telling you is to be healthy through this, if you will do some mourning, that's not a quick fix. It's not going to make, give you what you want or make everything go away. But what happens is it gives you some space to feel God's comfort as well. Okay. If you can go through this over these next few weeks and allow your heart to embrace what is new, there's some great joy in that. Let me give you a couple examples of uh, what are things that we've lost, you know, but you can embrace something new. Um, some of us, and I'm working from home too, but uh, some of us who now have to work from home, you know, we're still frustrated that we can't be as productive and produce as much as we could if we had our workspace, those resources and tools, the people that are there to support you and help you, okay? You keep trying to be productive as if your life hasn't changed. Okay? That's gone, okay? You know, I wanna encourage you to allow yourself to be a little less productive, okay? And to be sad about it, be frustrated by it, about it so that maybe you can embrace something new. An example of something new that you can embrace is your family gets to see you more. For all of you that are working remote, normally you're gone for eight hours, you know, even if your kids are in school, you know, when they get home, you're not there. Like you can see your family. I don't know of any other season in your life or what could happen in which you don't actually have to make family time and schedule it on your calendar. The whole thing is family time. Uh, the, our weekends, this is unbelievable. Normally our weekends, I have a shared calendar with my wife. Hers blue color, mine's red. So you have this whole thing of where I need to be, where she needs to be, who's watching the kids, this birthday party, that. Our weekends calendar is just blank. It's amazing. I don't have to schedule family time. It's right here. Okay, um, you know, school is closed now and so are playgrounds. You may be really frustrated that it's exhausting and the kids get ir irritable. You get irritable because you can't go do these normal things to give them a break to get them out. Well, another way to look at that is something to embrace is that you can actually see your kids and who they've become. Uh, for your kids that are in school, you, you know, you don't get to see them as much, right? but you're able to actually be with them and see them. You can get to know them and who they've become even, okay? Um, as a follower of Christ, many of you, obviously you can't go to church. You know, you don't have great worship and all these things. You don't have people around to pray for you and encourage you. You, you know, you don't have those things that are awesome and fun to be around. You, you can't go to church, you know? But if you think about it, if you can like grieve that, 
be sad about that. And instead of just wishing it was always that you could do it every single week over these next six weeks, if you can let it go and then embrace that, you know what, now though, you have some more time to pray at home. Also, you have an opportunity to lead your family in worship. Now, I'm a pastor, obviously. This is my career, and obviously, I love leading people and love leading Bible study and love leading all these things. This is my job. But I recognize for you, this is not what you do on a regular basis, but this is an incredible growth opportunity. If you can let go of being frustrated, you can't go to church, right? But if you can embrace the opportunity to pray for your kids and tell your kids, hey, we're going to do church here. If you could connect with the spouse, if you can even do it over the phone, if you're a single young adult or with your roommates, hey, let's be the body of Christ together. Can you pray for me? Let's let's pray together. Let's read the scripture. We are trying as a church to empower you. We'll do different things um, over the course of uh, the few weeks, um, this week, you'll hear some songs recorded from our worship leader, Nathan, and there'll be messages from me eventually. We're going to try to do those things. Um, I know it's uh, it's still difficult, but again, here's an opportunity for you to grow in this way, okay? So I want to read this one uh, scripture again, and then I'm going to uh, give you some tips and resources, okay? Uh, this is from 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. That's the principle. Uh, the old is gone. There's a loss there, okay? But there's some new things here for you right now. Um, and here's a couple resources for you, okay? First of all, um, I want to make myself available to you, okay? Um, I would love to connect with you on a pastoral-type phone call and connect with you, talk about your life, pray for you. Um, those of you that are in our church, I'll send out soon a link to my calendar. You can schedule your own con uh, prayer time with me. Uh, we can do a video or a phone. Uh, if you're not a part of our church community, you can always um, direct message me, and I'll set up a time with you. So first of all, I'm just here for you, to pray with you, to encourage you, okay? Secondly is... Uh, this is a big step, but this would be a great opportunity for you to potentially talk with a counselor. So uh, the counselors that I know are doing uh, video phone, video chats or phone call chats for counseling. Uh, it's not, it's, it's actually easier to do it. You don't have to get out of your house and get dressed and, you know, go someplace. You can actually just talk with a, a mental health uh, expert professional to help you through some things. One conversation goes a long way. Uh, the quickest way to find a counselor, people ask me this question all the time. I think the quickest way to find a counselor is just to go to Psychology to get Today. Just Google Psychology Today, and uh, they will link you with a counselor. You can do whatever filters you want, city, Christian, whatever whatever you like to do, uh, you know, male, female. You can link, you know, do the filters and find a counselor that way. They're all doing video chat, Zoom calls, and that kind of thing. So, you know, maybe you can find a counselor that way. Uh, two other things you could do to kind of get you to this season, to have some space, to think, to feel, to embrace, uh, to, to let go, to mourn, is um, maybe some quiet prayer time um, or just some quiet time. Uh, I've been using this one app called the uh, Calm app, C-A-L-M app, and it just has some meditations. It, it has some just soundscapes, music kind of thing. Um, another one is called Mind Current. Uh, I'm just scheduling this um, through, you know, uh, you know, as I go through my day or especially at the end of the day, I'm doing it with my kids as well. Um, that may help you just 
relax, think, and feel, okay? Calm app or the Mind Current app, uh, those two are good options. And my third tip for you um, is to do something I've done for years and it's been profound for me is journaling. Now, I know some of you may laugh at that or think this is like a diary or whatever. This is you just giving God an opportunity to process what's going in, going on inside. Uh, I'll end my day sometimes or even start my day with the question of what am I feeling and why do I think so? And then I pray, God, would you help me <laughs> to know why I'm frustrated? What am I sad about? What are the specific things that I lost that I'm wishing I still had and won't uh, accept the reality that it's gone? Uh, church, I'm here for you. Uh, I'm praying for you. Uh, again, reach out to me. I would love to be able to encourage you in this way. Um, and to close today, I'm going to be kind of vulnerable. And I want to share something I wrote probably about six months ago, I think. Um, it basically is um, a thought I had in regards to grieving and related to uh, uh, my kids. Um, I just uh, thought, I, you know, let me give you an example of what grief looks like in everyday life that's not related to the coronavirus and to social distancing. This is a little personal, but this is something I, I wrote in this moment when I'm just grieving about the, the changing my kids' lives as they grow up, okay? So I want to close with this. This is something from my personal journal I'm reading to you, okay? Um, it is such a priceless privilege to know someone. It's more valuable than anything else I can accomplish. When I think of my kids, I know every day is a day closer to saying goodbye. When they will grow up, and be of the age to venture out on their own, building a life for themselves. I know every day is a day further from my son holding my hand, a day further from my daughter giving me sweet kisses because she's so happy to be in my arms. That's so sad, but it's not overwhelming because of the great joy it is to know each of them. It's so good that it'll be with me forever. It'll allow me to let them go when the time comes. It'll keep me pursuing who they have become instead of wanting to keep them who they were and who they were to me. There's nothing else in this world greater than to accomplish than knowing people well. Church, I, I practice this on a daily basis. And when this whole coronavirus thing came out and I, I began my grieving process, I have a, a list on my phone of things that I've lost already these last couple weeks. I have a list on my phone of positive things that God's asking me to embrace. Uh, I'll tell you, tell you kind of for me, uh, I have to list these things out and go back to them and read them. Maybe that can help for you. So again, the truth here, would you mourn what you have lost? Would you be sad over that? Let God do that in your heart so that you can embrace these new things that God wants you to have and to have joy from.